Brett Gilliland here with Elite Entrepreneurs. I just had an amazing conversation with the real Jason Duncan on his show, The Root of All Success. And I can't tell you how fun it was for me to just jam with the real Jason Duncan. First of all, he's amazing. He's got great stuff that he shares. Uh, I was just honored to be a guest on his show. But we're talking about the stage changes in businesses and how you can break through some of those predictable challenges and hurdles to get where you want to go. Join us on that show, The Root of All Success with the Real Jason Duncan, you won't want to miss it. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Well, hey there, welcome back to the show. I am the real Jason Duncan. You can call me JD. I've got Brett Gilliland as my guest on the show today. And I had a really surprisingly interesting conversation. Not that I didn't expect it to be interesting. It just went into a very interesting place that I didn't know that's where we're going to go because a lot of what he teaches through elite entrepreneurs lines up with what you are probably familiar with about what I teach. Um, you know, in my book, Exit Without Exiting, which if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see I'm holding a copy of that. Um, but this is really interesting, dude. So let me give you a little bit of background on him. He is the founder and CEO of the company Elite Entrepreneurs, which is a company that specializes in helping people who are running million dollar businesses grow to $10 million and beyond. And he specifically pays attention to the stages of business growth, which is what we really spent most of our time today talking about is these different stages of growth. And I think you're going to find it very, very interesting. He was involved with the company Infusionsoft when they were doing six or seven million dollars. He came in as a consultant. They're known as Keep now, K-E-A-P, but you probably remember it as Infusionsoft. But he he heard them speak. He's going to tell a little bit about that story. But he started out with them to help them with their purpose and their values and their mission at Infusionsoft and help them grow from seven million to a hundred million dollars in revenue. And then he spun off and did his own thing with elite entrepreneurs. And he is helping hundreds of seven figure entrepreneurs grow from seven to eight figures. And his story is really, really fascinating. Um, I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from Brett. So please help me welcome Brett Gilliland to the show. Hey there, Brett. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you, Jason. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, uh, us podcasters, kind of really love talking to other podcasters. At least I do. I love talking to other people who run successful podcasts or popular podcasts. So uh, I'm glad that you're on the show today. But before we get into your story, tell a little bit about your show because the people listening to this are going to want to hear, hear your show and tune in. So tell everybody about your show. I appreciate that. Yeah, our show is called the Elite Entrepreneurs Podcast. And and it's elite because, as you probably know, Jason, it's it's a relatively small percentage of all businesses that ever make it to that million dollar mark in revenue. And so 
somewhere between three and five percent. So if you're in that range, you are elite. And we have a whole podcast dedicated to the some of the war stories of of those growth stories, some of the the pain, some of the triumphs, some of the keys to moving forward to that 10 million and beyond mark. So Elite Entrepreneurs Podcast, we'd love to have you all there sometime. Yeah. Well, good. Well, so everybody go check that out because uh, he will have yours truly as a guest on his show in the near future. And so you can hear him on my show today and then I will be on his show as well. So you want to go check that out. So Brett, um, so your your story is based around this concept of elite entrepreneurs. You you were with Infusionsoft for years and, and really helped build a lot of cool stuff inside that. So why don't we just start there? Tell everybody about your role at Infusionsoft, and then we will kind of segue into how you became the elite entrepreneur guy that you are now. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the the journey was at Infusionsoft. That company has since rebranded. So if anybody's like, where are they now? It's it's called Keep, K-E-A-P. Anyway, whether you call it Keep or back in the day Infusionsoft, what they do is small business marketing and sales automation. So if you think of salesforce.com for big businesses, Infusionsoft and now Keep was really focused on being the salesforce.com for small businesses. I mean, true small businesses. So we were surrounded by tens of thousands of really small businesses who were trying to grow. And several of them would get to that seven figure mark in revenue and they'd start to hit some of the common challenges that stopped their growth. Meanwhile, they saw us growing like crazy, having a great culture. They were interacting with our people and saying, where are you finding all these amazing people? And they wanted us to start teaching them what we did. So, so Infusionsoft, when, how did you get started with them originally? Oh, that's a, that's a great story. So I heard one of the co-founders there, who's the CEO, his name is Clay Mask. He was at one of those entrepreneurial gatherings here in the Phoenix area where I'm from. And he was basically sharing the story of how a tech, a tech company here in the desert, there weren't that many successful tech companies back then, um, had raised Silicon Valley money. And, and they just got their first round of venture capital. They were doing about six, seven million in revenue and they were getting ready to scale. And I heard him speak and we chatted after that and said, I can help you scale this thing the right way. And, and we hit it off and kind of the rest is history. Wow. So did you actually go on staff as an employee or are you a contractor or what would, what, how did you do that? Yeah. So at first, yeah, that's very, very insightful question. At first I was just consulting and they were one of my clients. So I, I did some consulting work with them for about nine months and, and I was helping them build all of their foundational purpose, values, mission kind of stuff and uh, building hiring processes and onboarding processes as we were scaling. And I was like, this is fun. This is me. Like I just identified so closely with everything that they, they were building. I was helping them, them build. And I, yeah, Clayton, I kind of looked at each other about nine months in and said, time to time for you to join this ride. So I spent 10 years there. We, we grew from seven figures to hundred million and, and it was a great ride, man. So you said earlier that the, there's only like uh, three to 5% of businesses ever hit a million dollars in revenue. So 
a million dollars in revenue, to, to, most people think that is a ton of money. And, and of course, it is a lot of money. I mean, no matter who you are, a million dollars is a lot of money. Um, but why is it that so many businesses, so many entrepreneurs, people listening to the show, they go into business, they start businesses, and they never crack that $1 million marker in, turn, in revenue? Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, they, they actually don't do it because they don't figure out the the success factors at the previous stages to that. So before we started the show, I mentioned the stages briefly. There are some pretty pretty eerily accurate stages of, of small business growth. And if founders, if entrepreneurs don't figure out how to get their business past each of those stages, it's, it's like hitting a wall. They just hit that wall or a ceiling and they can't progress through it. So there's a stage change around 100,000 in annual revenue, then 300,000, then a million. And on these ones and threes of revenue, if you think about it, basically you're tripling the production of your current machine and that machine needs to be leveled up. You need to shift to a new gear in order to continue to grow. And so businesses often get stuck in that 300,000 to a million range. They don't, they don't figure out the, the unique things that have to happen there to keep going. So you said they, that there's these stages, there's these stages of business growth. And that the first stage is just up to a hundred, just getting up to a hundred, but then from a, from a hundred to three hundred is a stage. And yeah. then from 300 to a million is a stage. And then I would assume if we just keep doing that, it's one to three and then three to maybe 10. That's it's right. Easier, right. So what, so, so what is in your opinion, the one thing that keeps that hundred thousand dollar business at a hundred thousand rather than 300,000? Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's actually sales, um, oddly enough. So, I mean, maybe that's no surprise to anybody, but that, that first part where they're just trying to get that thing going, that idea going where they're really just self-employed and maybe they have a partner, but you know what I mean? They're just getting it going. That's, that's about managing their time and figuring out where do we invest our time to get this thing off the ground. And it, it's really about just scraping together enough leads and managing their time. Well, if they don't figure out how to sell at any, any level of consistency, they never, they never break past that 300 mark. So 100 to 300,000 is really about mastering selling 300,000 to a million is about consistent lead generation and, and fulfillment at a higher level scale, right? Where you got to have more and more people serving more and more clients. And then uh, after a million, there's, there's an, another set of challenges. I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, it, it's really about sales early on. And, and then that consistent lead generation and fulfillment at, at a higher scale. So a lot of people listening to this show right now, they're, they're in that uh, sub 300,000. Um, so they're under 300 grand, which probably means they're solo. Probably, you know, yeah, doing maybe they got an assistant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're not. They don't have a team. They don't have. A, they don't have a lot of employees, and they are they, their primary thing. What you're, what I heard you say, Brett, is that sales is the one issue. So they've got to figure that out early, and then once they hit past that three hundred mark, that three hundred to one million dollar range is not as much about sales as it is finding leads to sell. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Consistent lead generation, so that you can scale those selling, converse, selling conversations. Um, 
yeah, sales at first, and, and you know as well as I do that it's not just about the, you know, the art or the craft or the, the science of selling. It's, it's about that product market fit, right? It's like, are there people who would be willing to buy from me? So they got to figure out, do I have something that people will buy and can I get them to say yes to it? And you can do some of that up to 100000 in revenue. But if you don't really have something that, that meets a real need at a price point that people will, will buy it and you don't know how to present it in a way that they'll say yes, like you're not getting much further than, than scraping along at that sort of self-employed level. Yeah. And that's, that, that is the story, isn't it? I mean, the story of, okay, I have something that is valuable that enough people bought it. Then I've got, I hit two or $300,000 in sales, but I haven't figured out how to scale it to a place where I can get leads to come in so that I can get past a million. So if I'm hearing you right, Brett, that the that that sales and lead generation, which is marketing. So sales and marketing are the two biggest things that you must pay attention to early in your career as an entrepreneur if you ever want to hit a million dollars. And we've got companies that are out there that sell these weird technical technology products or subscription-based products that for some reason just it's like crack cocaine. Everybody wants it. You don't really have to market it. It just happens. But that is an anomaly. Most of us have to actually go out and pitch and lead, get leads and market. So when you look at uh, working with a business who's doing million dollar plus, they figure that out. That's what right. is that next stage? That next stage, that one to three million, what are those people, what are their challenges? Well, and this is where we can uh, throw the, the revenue levels aside for a second, or, or at least let's get really clear about what they represent. So once you hit a million plus, the revenue is just like a proxy for the complexity that they're starting to feel on the team. Now, what I mean by that is when, when you hit a million plus in revenue, typically it's now no longer the entrepreneur alone or the entrepreneur and a couple of VAs or something, right? Like there's a team starting to form in, in most service-based businesses. At that point, they have six, eight, 10 people. And, and it's that level of complexity where now the entrepreneur can no longer be the hub through which everything flows, right? Or the bottleneck, as you and I know really well, they now have to figure out how to set a vision and organize work in a way that a growing team can take targeted, coordinated action. And that's the thing that trips most people up at a million in revenue is it's not the revenue. The revenue mark isn't the thing. It's the complexity of the team and what has to what has to happen in order for that team to continue to take this thing further? Well, so I am I'm making a note here. So what I heard you say is that the complexity of going from a million to three is based on this entrepreneur getting out of the center of the business, that he or she can no longer be the one thing, the one superstar, the hero, as I call it. I call it the hero syndrome. They've got to break free from the hero syndrome to start delegating, building the right teams and doing those things, which is interesting that you say that because that is my entire coaching program is built on that concept is that the entrepreneur can no longer be the hero. The entrepreneur has to get out of the center or the business can never grow. And frankly, you're never going to have any business worth anything. You're just going to have a glorified job. So if building teams is what the people in the one to $3 million need to grow, what's that next stage, that three to net 10 which seems to be uh, a big, a big void of people in the marketplace. What, what are these people having to struggle with to get to that three to 10? 
Yeah, so... Um... Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, uh, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the root of all success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub, and that's D-U-B-B. What Dub does, I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan, and I'm so honored that they're our uh, primary sponsor of the podcast, but they have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. And it's built, Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, uh, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub. Plus, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of Dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. Let me say one more thing about the one to three real quick. And I could tell that you and I could just jam on this for, for hours, if not days, right? So um, if you think about gritty, scrappy founder entrepreneur to get from zero to a million, right? Those early stages, if they're learning how to sell, they're learning how to market, they're learning how to scale their operations, right? Like, that's learn and do, learn and do, learn and do. And then they're in the middle of it all because they created it all, just like you said. And now it's time to go from gritty, scrappy founder to capable business building CEO. That, that transition to leader is one to three million. And, and most entrepreneurs I know, like they don't want to hear that a lot of this journey is about leadership. <laughs> they're like, we just need to market and sell more. Like it's just more about revenue generation. Yeah. And, and that is true. Those systems do have to mature, but the key success factors for continuing to scale are more around building the systems and processes internally to start doing that and, and having that entrepreneur become a leader. So um, one to 3 million is about doing and going from learning and doing to now leading people and organizing work. And that's, that's a big transition. Well, that leadership point, I, I want I think that's a good point before we talk about three to 10. Um, this goes back to this thing I call the hero syndrome. The hero of the business is the person that says, look, I can do this better than everybody else. And the reality is he's right. I mean, when you start a business, you are better than everybody else. You know it better. You're more attached to it emotionally, strategically, financially. <laughs> you're, you're attached and you can do it better. And that will get you to probably half a million, maybe, maybe a million dollars in revenue, but it ain't going to take you beyond that. 
I always use the example of the biggest companies in the world today, you know, the Apples and the Googles of the world. Those entrepreneurs, when they started that, they had to transition out of that hero syndrome fast. Otherwise, we would not know who any, we wouldn't know Steve Jobs. If he maintained, uh, you know, the hero syndrome early, Apple would not have been who we are. He had to transition from hero to leader. And that, I love that you're saying that, Brett. What, what are your, what have you found in your experience of leading companies through these transitions, what are the biggest challenges of making leadership become something that they focus on and can actually execute? Well, sometimes we do this in a little bit of a, I don't know, a backdoor sort of way. Again, most business owners that we're working with aren't looking for how to be a better leader, typically. I mean, there's yeah. some enlightened ones, you know, <laughs> like they get it and they, they want to be a better leader from the start. But most of the time, they're just like, I'm hitting a, I'm hitting a, a block, right? And I, I want to move past that. What do we do? And, and we teach them a scaling method. We call it our elite growth method. But along the way, we're, we're helping them do the work in a way that involves their team. And they start to step into leading them to co-create a future together that is really powerful. So... We, we use some structure and some tried and true principles and best practices to lead them through doing some work that has them stepping into leadership. So what, what are those practices? Do you mind sharing a couple of those things that people, cause I, I mean, leadership is this ethereal, we know yeah, yeah. what it is, but like, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I know what it is when I see it, but I don't know how to define it. So yeah. <laughs> so what, yeah, what let me, let me yeah, I'm happy to share our version of that. Right. I mean, there's lots of views on this, but for seven figure business owners who are trying to scale, we, we say, get rid of all the other hats, but, but you keep these three hats. Like these are the ones that are your responsibility as the leader of the business. Number one is set the vision. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, I'm sure you and I can talk about that for a long time. Number two is build the team. And number three, we won't talk about as much, but we'll be very familiar to our listeners here. Number three is get the resources. But our favorite way of saying that is don't run out of cash, right? Or don't run out of money. It's like we need the financial runway to continue to pursue the vision. So number one job, super clear on the vision. And, and you know, I'll let you lead us however you want on that conversation. But that's where we start. Well, it's interesting that you say that, and it's interesting that that's your number one thing. I teach something called the law of the architect, and uh, some of my listeners are familiar with this, but the law of the architect states that there are three primary roles of the entrepreneur, and that number one is set the vision, which is very interesting. It's the same thing I teach, set the vision. Our twos and threes are different semantically, but are probably the same thing practically. My second one would be communicate that vision. Because just the fact that you have it doesn't matter if you're not communicating that vision, which lines up with your build the team. Because if you're building the team, they understand the vision, they buy into it, they know where we're going, know what we're trying to accomplish. And the third role is build the asset, which is how do you build this thing so that the business itself is worth something and it's not just tied to me. And I think that probably practically getting the resources and building the asset go hand in hand because you can't build the asset without the resources. So. I love that vision is the first thing. Now, when we talk about, I know what I mean when I say vision, but when you talk to your, your, your people you're contracted with, you're coaching and you're helping, when you say to them, hey, your job now, Mr. Mr. Entrepreneur who's doing a million dollars a year is to set the vision, that's number one. What does that mean? What does that mean? 
Yeah. So um, I, years and years ago, I, I just fell in love with all of Jim Collins work. I love it. Uh, Built to Last is a is a title I took on back in the day when I was working at I'll, I'll call it Keep when I was working at that software company. I was the Built to Last director. I, I called myself the Built to Last champion because we wanted to build a great enduring company. And all of that backstory there with Jim Collins is just to set up that I I love his structure for it. Vision setting to to us means getting super clear with your team, not at your team, <laughs> with your team around purpose, values, and mission. The why, the who or the how, right? Like who we are, how we operate, and the specific destination-oriented objective. That's our mission right now. And it has it's a what, by, when sort of format. So high-level clarity alignment comes out of those three, three elements of setting the vision, purpose, values, mission. So when you set this vision which I believe is a, uh, which is a preferred future. This is where we want to go. It's going to require what is our purpose? What is our mission? What are we trying to accomplish? And then what values do we hold moving through that? Because there are some companies that have very different values and they're in the same industry. I mean, you can see that probably most clearly in the, in the fast food market, I would think you can go into a McDonald's and you can go into a Chick-fil-A, for example, yeah. and you can immediately tell their purpose, their mission, and their values are, are very, very different, which means that changes the customer experience. So as, as if we can see that we get treated a certain way at Chick-fil-A versus treated a certain way at McDonald's, that doesn't mean they both won't provide us sustenance in the moment of need, <laughs> but, but, but our experience as that customer is going to be very different in how we interact. If that happens in fast food for hamburgers and chicken, then that's also going to happen if you're selling software, if you're selling coaching services, like pe people's interaction, their experience with you is going to be different. I love that your vision is based on what you're teaching your people about purpose, vision, excuse me, purpose, values, and mission. So on building the team, let me ask you about this on the three roles. You said that first set the vision, second build the team, third get the resources. What is your, and I'm sure, it may, well, I, I would assume it's different for different industries, but if, a, if, a, if an entrepreneur came to you and said, listen, I did 1.25 million last year, I've got a small team, I've got an assistant, and i got a salesperson, you know, I want to I scale and they know that you say they have to build the team. Is there are certain types of people on the team that have to be put in to make that scale happen? Uh, that's a good question. I, I'd like to, I probably want to clarify, build the team a little bit because I, I, I can hear people saying, I don't want to just go hire people to build the team just cause that's the net, you know, that's my next role, but build the team is about if we have this clarity of vision, we know there's work that's going to have to happen. So build the team actually starts with organizing work. And it's about getting clear about what, how we will, how we'll organize that work in the future when the mission is complete. So we do a future org chart type of activity that helps people get really clear about the future team when we're doing the level of business at mission accomplished, right? So let's say you created a mission that by the end of 2027, we're going to be, I don't know, the, the number one X kind of company in the greater DC area, right? With, you know, I don't know, 10,000 units sold or 10,000 customers served or whatever. So there's a measurable what by when. Well, what is what would the team have to look like if that mission were to come true by the end of 2027? And, and we want to get really clear about what that work looks like. 
then we're going to build our team toward that. So it's it's not a one size fits all answer as you might you know you might assume. Sorry, it's not. You would assume it would be one size fits all. As you might guess, it's not one size fits all. It depends. It's very mission specific. It's very vision specific for a team to know. Okay, what's our next key hire if we're building towards that future? Yeah. Well, and I I would assume as much because you know a software company versus a service home service company versus a uh, a finance based company. You know, those are all going to be very different. I, I run several companies. I have a home service space. I have a construction company. I have my coaching company, which is the main thing I operate. All those are going to need different team members. I've got one company that has 20 some odd employees. I got another company has one employee. You know, it, it just depends on, you know, what, what we're doing now. The revenue revenues are different and who we're serving is different. But, but I want to go, I want to go to that next level if we could, because I think this is a lot of people listening to the show are in this. They want to go from that three to, to three to 10. They want to be in that range because that seems so that lifestyles can start changing between three and 10. That's when the entrepreneur starts being able to have a little bit more financial freedom. Because if you're doing three to $5 million in revenue and you're the owner of a small, you know, that company, you should be bringing home quite a bit of money you, as much as maybe half a million to a million dollars a year if you're doing it right. And so that's when life changes, but to move beyond three to 10, that changes it even more. So what, what is the stage? What are the challenges in that stage? You know, we talked about sales in the first stage, lead gen and fulfillment in the second stage, and then you got building teams and leadership in that third. But if we're moving from three to 10, what's the biggest challenges there in that stage? Yeah. So we haven't really used the C word yet uh, of, of culture, but in that one to 3 million range, we're taking the entrepreneur out of the machine. Like we talked about, right? We're trying to have him or her not be the bottleneck. So we're moving that person to capable business building CEO. That's the first step. Um, from three to 10, the, that same thing is happening, that same elevating in the level of contribution in the business or the value that a leader can deliver is happening in the functions in the or the teams. So at first, it's just get the entrepreneur out of the middle of it and have them be the leader, one to three. Three to 10, now we've got a revenue leader and we've got a fulfillment or a product leader and we've got, you know, a finance leader. And so we're having to take individuals who were doing everything in those different areas and we're starting to build teams across those areas. So from three to 10 million is when a, a bonafide leadership team needs to come together. Um, it, it's, it begins in one to 3 million, but by, you know, in the three to 10 range, it's like, it is a must that we have a senior leadership team and and that culture, those culture pieces began to form in one to three million. I mean, they began before that, but you began to, to solidify them in one to three million. They really have to be built into everything that you're doing in three to 10 million. So um, again, all along the way, your your sales and marketing machines have to be leveling up. Like all of that's important. And we got to figure out some of these larger organization complexity things as we're scaling. I love it. I, I, I actually, this, this type of stuff is really what I, as a business coach myself, and I'm working with clients that are doing this three to 10, that's kind of my, that that's my avatar who I work with. Um, I love this because putting in that leadership team, continue to build the culture, really solidifying the culture. Because once, and you know this probably better than most, is that once your employee count runs past about 20, 
if you haven't set the culture at that point, you're probably going to lose it. You're going to lose control over it as much as you would have had before 20 employees. But I remember very clearly and distinctly when my lighting and electrical company went past 20 employees watching things change. The things that would never have happened in the past started to happen. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So you got to be ready for that. And so, so Brett, I, I love this. So let me, I'm going to shift to kind of the, the, kind of the final segment of our show. And I want to really talk about success. So success is defined very differently for, for everybody. Everybody has a different opinion of what that means. But I want you, before I ask your definition of it, if you look at all the people you've helped, you got Infusionsoft, obviously, is a big one. You took from seven to $100 million. Congratulations, by that way. That's, that's amazing. Um, what is your one key to the success that you've been able to accomplish? If you had to look back and all the things that you did, you had to narrow it down to one thing. What is that one thing that helped Brett Gilliland become so successful? I appreciate that question. It's one of those that makes you think a little bit, you know, makes me look off into the distance and try to like grab out of the air the one thing. Um, I guess what I would, I, I'm, I'm a big intentionality guy. And so if I could cheat a little bit, the one thing would be intentionality married with discipline. It's like, let's get really clear about what we want. And then let's, let's organize everything around us, including and especially our behavior to map to that. So, so that's what I would say. Intentionality so with aligned behavior. All right. So I love that. Now, how do you define the word success? How, how do you say, what, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I, and I'm going to lean more on, on the idea of integrity here. It's, it's like people living consistent with who they are. Um, I, I think financial success, I think, you know, recognition, accolades, all that kind of stuff that happens comes when people are who they were meant to be. It's like, let's get clear on who I am and let's, let's align my life to that. Let's, let's be that. And that, to me, that's success. I love it. Now, if you use that definition of consistency and integrity, by that definition, are you a successful person? I, by that definition, I'm continually striving to be successful. That it's a, that's a never ending game to me. Um, and so, I mean, you know, from before the show, my wife and I were blessed with eight beautiful, wonderful children. They're all getting older. Um, you can imagine how much of my time, how much of my life pours into that, right? That's, that's a big part of my life. Business ownership, helping other businesses do what matters in their life. That's, that's another big chunk of my life. So the, the intentionality and the consistency is the only way I can take all of the things and you own multiple businesses. How can you keep it all happening if you're not super clear, super intentional and super consistent in the way you show up and how you pull other people along? Anyway, I, to me, that's, that's just a fulfilling life. Yeah. Well, so if you had to speak directly to the listener today, who is an entrepreneur he, he, we don't know what re revenue range he's in, but if you just had to give one specific but general, I know that's kind of contradictory, a specific piece of advice, but general because you don't know where they are in their growth cycle, what piece of advice would you give to that entrepreneur today based on what you know about success and growth? I, my, my one piece of advice is to, to get really clear about what you're about, right? Get really clear about the why. And then get really clear about the objective and line everything else up to go chase after that. 
Now, do you, uh, when you say get clear about your why, are you speaking to the know your why like Simon Sinek or is there a different different spin on it behind no, it? I mean, yeah, like Simon Sinek. It's like, why, I mean, selling widgets, providing a service, making money, I think we, we all get to do those things. We all have to do those things to some extent. But what what's the meaning behind it? What's the impact you want to have yeah. in the world? What's the cause? What are you passionate about? What are you uniquely gifted to go out there and do? Why not, why not spend your life's energy doing that? You enjoy it anyway. Yeah. Uh, you, you know that it feels good when you go and have an impact. I, I think we just turn too many, too many of us just turn wrenches or add numbers or, you know, time to make the donuts. You're old enough to remember those Dunkin' Donuts commercials. Yeah. I wakes up at 4 a.m. Time to make the donuts. I don't want one of those lives. I want one that's filled with meaning. And so we, we need to start there. Who am I? What am I put here to do? And if you're like, well, there's, there is no such thing as a bigger, bigger universe or, or, whatever, then fine. Just put your own creative imprint on it. Who do I want to be? What do I want to create? And and go after that, but do something meaningful. Well, everybody, I want to encourage you to go check, check uh, Brett out at growwithelite.com. That's growwithelite.com. He's also on uh, LinkedIn. He's got elite entrepreneurs on LinkedIn. You can look that up, elite entrepreneurs. I'll put it in the show notes for the links. And then you can follow Brett at Built to Last Champ, Built the number two Last Champ on LinkedIn. Just search Brett Gilliland. You'll find him on there. Follow follow him. Connect with him on Facebook at Grow with Elite as well. Go listen to the Elite Entrepreneurs podcast. Uh, I think that if this is the type of stuff he talks about on his show, you definitely want to go listen to it because this is where you are, Mr. Listener, Mrs. Listener. This is where you need to get past these stages of growth for your small business. Brett. I'm going to give you the last word today on the show. Anything you want to say, promote, tell people to get in touch with you. Whatever you want to say, last word is yours. Thank you. I, I think I've said too many words, but here, here's the last word. Um, if, if you're an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur. Here's what I want to say. I want to honor you first and foremost. Entrepreneurship is not easy. And no matter how, how close they get to you, your loved ones, your, your key team members, you know, your right-hand person, no matter how close they get to you, they, they may see the effects of carrying that weight on you. They may see the stress. They may see the, the, the difficult moments of like really hard decisions. They, nobody fully understands it until they, wear, they, they bear the weight of that themselves. And so I just want to honor all of you who do that. You are the ones that create everything in our world. You create value. You create opportunities for people. And it's not easy. And so I just honor you first and foremost. And then I say, there are proven things to, that, that have been figured out that will help you get through some of those challenging things that you're facing to get to the next level. And, and at Elite Entrepreneurs, we're honored to work with people like the real Jason Duncan to help you guys figure that stuff out. Well, Brett, thanks for being on the show. Congrats on your success. And uh, hopefully we'll connect again real soon. All right. Thanks, Jason. Well, there you have it. A very interesting and successful entrepreneur sharing his journey to success. You know, these stages of business growth, I want to do just a quick recap. This zero to like 100 to 300 million in that, or excuse me, 100 million, 100,000 to 300,000. 
the, your primary thing you need to focus on, Mr. and Mrs. Entrepreneur, is, a hunt, is getting your sales locked in. That's it. And then that next stage, going from 300000 to a million dollars, it's about lead generation fulfillment. It's about getting a marketing plan put together to get the leads and being able to fill, fulfill that. And then that next stage, going from a million to three million, is about building your teams uh, that don't rely on you. You've got to be out of the daily operations of your business. You cannot be the central hub in the way your business operates. You got to transition to a leader. And then when you, if you want to move from 10 million or excuse me, 3 million up to 10, that's when you really have to start creating a leadership team, continue building culture intentionally. If you want to learn more about this, go check out the Elite Entrepreneurs podcast. Go follow uh, follow everything Brett's doing. Go check him out at Grow With Elite. Make sure you tell him that you heard about them on my show, The Root of All Success. And I, I think you're going to find a lot of interesting information there. Now, look, one of the things that Brett said is that you really need to follow your why, why you're doing this. And, and I can imagine that everybody listening to the show has got a different why, but they're going to relate to probably one of two to three, maybe five things. And family is going to be on that list. Your why behind your why you're building your business has to do something with your family, your friends, those are closest to you. And, and if you are, and if you are spending 60 plus hours a week doing your business, what are you doing? You're stealing time from the thing that you say is the most important from you. I want to invite you to book a free breakthrough call with me. And this breakthrough call would be an opportunity for you to look at your situation and why you're doing what you're doing. And I've got a free 14-minute training that you can go take 100% for free to decide if this breakthrough call is something you even want to do. I want you to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash VSL. That stands for video sales letter. So therealjasonduncan.com slash VSL. Go check that out. Watch that 14-minute training on what I'm talking about. And then if you want to book a breakthrough call, it's 100% free, and it's guaranteed to get you a breakthrough in where you are in your business to get back to the why, just like Brett talked about. Thank you for listening, subscribing, leaving us a review. Make sure you hit that button on YouTube to subscribe and hit the bell icon so that you get notified of when I release new content. I release at least two of these long-form educational podcast videos every single week, plus other educational information that you as an entrepreneur are going to need to learn. So go check that on YouTube at youtube.com slash the real Jason Duncan. And if you haven't yet left a five-star review on Spotify or Apple podcasts for this show, what are you waiting on? Go do it. This is a good show. I know you like it. You're listening to it. You're all, you're still here. So please go leave me that podcast review. I would really appreciate it. Please tune in again next time. I'm going to talk with yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, I am the real Jason Duncan. And as always, you know what I'm saying. Jesus is king. Attention business owners. Attention business owners. Feeling burnout from running your business? Uncertain if you're nearing burnout? Take our free 10-question business burnout test at businessburnouttest.com to discover where you stand. With just 10 quick questions, you'll learn how to immediately begin making changes to regain freedom and success. Cut your daily operations time in half. Improve your quality of life and prepare your business for your future exit without losing revenue or profit. Visit businessburnouttest.com now and take the test. Thank you.
thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at The Real Jason Duncan. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.